Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. And we'd like to help you keep it running as long as you like with the help we get from uh, ASE certified technician Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive. Who, Dan, good morning. Good to see you back here again. Good morning. Thank you. I'm thinking that uh, we're, we're probably talking about 22 years you've been doing this with us? I think so. Something that was yeah. around Tony's uh, I, birth, I remember I when Tony was born, yeah. so I was here that day. And and, uh, and you were probably 10 at the time, but yeah. a young mechanic. <laughs> <laughs> Don't we wish, right? Yeah, thank All you. Right. If uh, you have any kind of car care question, Dan is more than willing to help you out to give you at least some information before you bring it into your favorite dealer or your favorite shop. Uh, you'll be armed with at least a little bit more. And that, like we've said it often, it does help the service writer or you guys at your particular shop if you give the more information the better that's absolutely right yeah. we uh we we do a little interview when you drop your car off to answer all those questions that we're looking for so yeah it makes a noise yes i know but when where how yeah there's lots of lots of questions to go along with that tell me more all right and uh, dan and i were talking we shouldn't get a lot of, we're looking at the forecast 70 the high today and here it is uh, heading toward the end of october don't be lulled into complacency because, you know, winter will be here. It will be. I, Before said, you know it. I said last week I put on my first set of snow tires uh, 10 days ago or so and, and for a customer and, and uh, more this week. And, and so I think that it's, we're prob- it's probably time. I don't think we'll see 80 degrees again. Uh, like we did yesterday. Did it get to 80? But it got close anyway. I think but, it got close. I'm yeah. not sure officially. Yeah. It did, but, but anyway, it was uh, it was pretty warm. I don't think we'll see that anymore. It's getting a little late in the season for that. But but uh, yeah, no, it's time to, if you if you want, if you choose to get your snow tires on, now is fine. Go ahead, get going on it. And, and don't forget all the maintenance things that, first of all, check your tires if you're not putting yeah. snow tires and be sure that, that there's enough tread left after the summer. Check the air pressure before it gets too cold and uncomfortable to be out there doing that, and uh, and then don't don't forget to check the status of all your fluids. If if fluids are due to be changed, get them changed. Uh, antifreeze needs to be checked. Your window solvent needs to be topped up. Uh, the days are getting much much shorter, so it's a great time to think about your light bulbs and. Check all your light bulbs and be sure they're all working. What you mentioned last week, which I did, I mentioned earlier this morning, I bought a pair of uh, wiper blades for the car. Yeah, that was next on my list. Don't, it w- this morning it'd be a good test. I see it's drizzling it's outside drizzling now. right now, yeah. <laughs> uh, but boy, uh, the days are gone when they, uh, the wiper blades are five bucks. I mean, you don't, uh, the good ones, I mean. Yeah. That's right. And there there are differences. I, I think there. even the bad ones are more than five bucks anymore. <laughs> I think you're absolutely right. <laughs> Remember the day, Denny, when you used to just slide the rubber part off yeah, that the, was it. the frame of the wiper blade and plugged it back in, yeah. you know, with the refills and you know, that worked fine. But of course now there's uh many, many, many different styles and shapes and clips and attachments and so it like everything else, it's gotten very complicated. And a few bucks too. And a few bucks, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah as you learned. Sorry about that. No, that's all right. I mean if they're good <laughs> yeah. and, and like you said, you wanna with the days being shorter, you wanna be able to see out of that windshield. Yeah. And I you know, I think maybe you 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 can probably attest to this, but I think wiper blades probably last about a year, do you think? 
I think that's probably that's when probably, they should be changed. They yeah. should be changed. Yeah. I think you know they. It's not that they won't work beyond that, but you start to lose that clean yeah. uh, sweep when it when it when they wipe. So exactly. I think after a year, it's probably time to change them. If you have a car care kind of question, we welcome yours either by phone or by text, as we always do every Saturday. 651-989-9226, 651-989-9226, or send a text. And we already started getting those earlier this morning, Dan. Uh, that uh, text number is 81807. Uh, I wanna, I'll tell you what, let's just do this, this text, because, uh, as I said, it came in even before you showed up uh, to, uh, uh, for the car care show. A uh, texture says this, I changed brake pad, greased the bolts going into the caliper. The pads now stick and won't release. The smell of hot pads. What did I do wrong? Well, two things are possible. When you, uh, in order to, uh, to, to, get the brake, to get the brakes installed, you need to push the piston back in on the caliper or for the caliper. And sometimes those pistons are rusty and, and corroded, and sometimes those pistons get stuck. The other possibility, and probably the more likely possibility, is that where the pads sit in the in the uh, um, uh, I can't think of the word <laughs> where the pads sit at any at any rate, there's little uh, tin clips in the bracket. Hmm. There's little tin clips, and the, those little tin clips need to be removed. Uh, you need to take a, some sort of wire brush or buffing wheel or something. We use, of course, air tools, and, and that all needs to be cleaned right back down to bare metal, like to shiny metal. Mm. And then the uh, and then it needs to be the, it needs to be lubricated. The bridge is the word that I was looking the for. Bridge. The bridge okay. is is where the uh, pads is where the pads sit in, and then that all needs to be lubricated with a grease and reassembled. And if you didn't uh, clean all that out real good before you put the new pads back in, the pads are indeed stuck in the bridge and they won't release. So. I'm trying to think a uh, do-it-yourselfer at home. How can you do a brake job unless you've got a hoist? Well, you can, can you lift it? it up on a floor jack. Sure. Okay. Yeah, right. lots of people do that. That's enough. And, and it's fine. Uh, but, and that's, you know, the, <laughs> people will sometimes ask us, how come, how come your brake job costs more? And uh, my answer always is, well, because it's worth it. Because we do all that. I yeah. mean, uh, you can do a brake job very, very quickly if you don't do it correctly and carefully. But uh, to take everything apart and clean it the way it needs to be cleaned is a big job, and it takes a lot of time. So You get and, what and, you pay for. Well, and, and that's the way you want yeah. it done. Especially a safety feature. Right. Like that, yeah. mm-hmm. All right, Dan, we're going to take a quick break here. If you want to phone in your car care question, of course, we welcome yours. Keep in mind, don't wait, because Dan... Takes his leave here at about 7.45, so a little less than a half hour he'll he'll hang around here. So call us or text us on CCO's Car Care Show. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Hey, good morning. Welcome back to CCO's Car Care Show. Danny Long here with Dan Burns, ASE Certified Technician at Lloyd's Automotive, which is located... Where? We are at 982 Grand Avenue, right between Lexington and Victoria. Uh, you can find us on the web at lloydsautomotive.net, L-L-O-I-D-S, lloydsautomotive.net, or give us a call. Uh, Big Nick will be there at, this morning at 651-228-1316. Very good. I want to go to Carol in Cambridge, but Dennis, we're getting calls about uh, downpours. Uh, where Brooklyn Park. Brooklyn, 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 Brooklyn Park. 694, okay, so be advised. Downpours are happening in parts of the metro. 
Let's go back to the phones. Uh, by the way, there's a line open at 651-989-9226. Carol is uh, calling from Cambridge. Thanks, Carol. What can we do for you? Well, I have a Chevy 08 Cobalt, and the check engine light comes on, and when I have it checked, it's the gas cap. So uh, I replace the gas cap, but it still stays on. How important is that to have that fixed? Well, uh, well, it's probably not the gas cap, for starters. The gas cap is just part of the uh, emission system that seals the gas tank. And there's a whole bunch of other things that seal the gas tank, too. It's common that if you have a – it's called the evaporative system. If you have a, a code for the evaporative system, it can be the gas cap. If you leave the gas cap off or loose, that's the – code that will be set, but it can be a bunch of other things too. Um, so th- th- that just tells you the story about it. How important is it? Well, from a uh, performance uh, uh, problem on the car, probably not that important. Um, there are some solenoids that can create a vacuum leak uh, if, that's, um, if that's what's causing the light to come on. So they and and that would have an effect on the way the engine runs or the efficiency of the engine. But beyond that, if the car seems to be running okay, uh, if you don't want to spend a bunch of money figuring out what it is and getting it fixed, that's probably okay. Okay. Yeah. But what would what would you guys do if Carol brought her vehicle into your shop? We have a test that we do. We can we hook it up to our computer. We can uh, make the the system go through a self test and see if it passes or if it fails. If it fails, and it probably will if your check engine light is on, then we need to figure out which solenoid or which hose, which vent, which tube. Sometimes it's the gas tank itself. Sometimes mm. it's the uh, the fill spout, you know, the, the, yes, uh, yes. the spout that you pour the gas <clears throat> into. Sometimes that's rusted through. That can certainly cause it. So, uh, you know, in any place that there's a hole or a leak that there's not supposed to be, yeah. uh, that'll cause the, the so light to be So much for the vacuum. Yeah. Right. And it's, you know, it's it's... The, the reason that we have this system is because it's mandated federally. Uh, when your car is sitting, they don't want any gasoline vapors leaking out into the environment. Mm. Uh, if there's a hole in your system, then gasoline vapors are leaking out into the environment. So it's environmentally friendliest thing you can do is get it fixed. All right. Very good. Thanks, Carol. Let's go to Plymouth. Gene is there with a question. Go ahead, Gene. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning. The morning to perfectly call in with my question. Good. I have a 2010 BMW 5 Series, and my light went on that I my temperature or my tire monitor wasn't working. So I brought it into my dealer, and they got into the trunk, and they they thought they had to fix some of the systems in it. And then they were doing a test drive that was fine, but when they opened up the trunk again. When they took off the top of the trunk where some equipment is and looked in the bottom, I had water and leaves, shredded leaves, in the back of my trunk. And when they looked, the seals around the trunk are absolutely fine. So they had no idea how water got in. Do you have any idea how water and leaves could have gotten into that very lowest level of my car? Well, it's it's obviously leaking. If the, if the trunk is sealed, or just because the seal looks good doesn't mean that it's necessarily making contact with the uh, trunk lid. So it's gotten distorted or shrunk or 
you know, uh, so it still could be coming in that way. The other way that it can come in is if you have a window, a, a windshield leaking. Uh, sometimes the sometimes the um, drain for the sunroof runs back that direction, and if that hose has become ruptured or maybe a mouse chewed through it, yeah, uh, that could cause it. And the fact that you're saying there's leaf debris in there makes me think of a rodent, doesn't I it, Danny? Yes, yeah. we've seen uh, that, yeah. And we see that under the hood of cars. They find a look for a place to, to be warm. Yeah. So that's what we would uh, do. If you brought it into the shop, what we would do is put the the lowest mechanic on the totem pole in the trunk <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, spray water all over the trunk, and and uh, you know, with a flashlight, with a flashlight on the inside, we see where it's coming from. Watch and just see where it's coming from, and so uh, certainly can be fixed. Probably needs to be fixed because you can't have your electrical components that are in the trunk be getting all wet. It's going to if it has not ruined them already, it's going to. So, so if they're not finding anything in this particular shop, find, find somebody it, else. find somebody else that will that will stick with it because for sure it's leaking. It's, there would not be water back there. So uh, yeah, some, sure. somebody will certainly be able to find it. All right, thank you, Jean. Right after the break, Sue will be uh, asking her question here on CCO. So don't go away. We have textures to help out as well. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Good morning. Welcome back to CCO's Car Care Show. Danny along with Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive in St. Paul. Dan, we have a few minutes left until uh, Jack Farrell uh, chimes in here at 745. But Sue is on a cell phone to ask you a question. Thanks for waiting, Sue. Hi, good morning, Danny. Good morning. Um, I've had some old beaters over the years, and I had a 01 PT Cruiser sitting for a while, and the battery was dead, and I went to jump it, and I have a booster. Normally, it pops right off. Booster cables got really hot. Uh, what's going on? Bad cell in this battery. I put a different uh, new reconditioned battery in there. As soon as I hooked it up, <laughs> it was like someone was leaning on the horn, some kind of steam or smoke started coming out of the engine. The windshield wipers were going, and the windshield washer was squirting all over the place. And it was like, what in the world? It's haunted. It's Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It was like going crazy. I've never seen anything like it before. I thought, is it because i got to reset the security or something? Or what well, I was okay with everything that you said until you said there was smoke coming from under the hood. And then I thought, well, that's not a good sign. So Yeah, but it quit. It, I mean, it did for a little while. I well, it, it quit. Steamer, you know what happened before this is that the upper radiator hose came disconnected, but I didn't know why it was overheating, and I noticed yeah. that as soon as I started messing with the battery. Did but the car start? No, nothing would happen. I, why, I didn't want to keep the horn blowing and bothering all the neighbors. It was yeah. like someone was leaning on the horn nonstop. Yeah. And well, then the, that steamer smoke happened, and I was like, what? Yeah, I'm afraid that what what has happened is something is shorted, uh, uh, yeah. you know, a short, and, and the short is why the smoke is coming. Uh, okay. The smoke will stop once the short burns through. Yep. You know, once it gets hot enough, then the short. But somebody's going to have to help you with that to find out <laughs> where that short was happening. That's why the old battery was dead, uh, okay. because the short happened. And when you put new power in, then, of course, it, it uh, does it all over again. Um, <laughs> but somebody's going to have to find that but- short for you. Would that explain why the windshield washer was going off on its own? Yeah, it's fe- it's feeding power. It's feeding power to a bunch of stuff that's not supposed to have power. And so, it's kind of hilarious seeing this yeah. happen. Wires are crossed. The wire, literally. <laughs> yeah, literally wires are crossed. And 
like I say bef- before you burn the car down in your garage, you should probably get some yeah. help with that because it, because it's to the point now where it can actually be dangerous. You don't want to leave that hooked up. No, not at all. No, I'm going to keep you laughing, Sue. So. Yeah. <laughs> and by the way, if you haven't read the book Stephen King's Christine, you might want to do that. Yeah. Or see the movie. Thank you, Sue. For the call, we have textures we don't want to forget about either, Dan. The text number is 81807. Let's see. Uh, 2003 old Silhouette 3.4 engine, 190,000 miles on it. The engine is running hot. Coolant level is good. The cooling fans are not coming on when the engine gets hot. They do come on, the fans, when the air conditioning is turned on. Well, that's a, he's done some good testing. Yeah. That's, that's good information so far that the... The fans are capable of working. They have power, and you can make them run uh, when they're supposed to. And they're supposed to run under two two circumstances. One is when you turn the air conditioning on. That circuit's working just fine. The other one is when the engine gets up to operating temperature and beyond operating temperature, the fans turn on to cool the radiator down. That's not happening. So the circuit or the part of the circuit that you need to be checked is the is the temp sensor on the engine somewhere. Either the sensor's not working or that signal's not getting to the computer to turn it on. So uh, start with the temp sensor. Uh, sometimes that can either be shorted or, you know, the, the sensor, is, you would have to check the wiring diagram, but sometimes that sensor can simply be shorted to ground and that will turn the uh, turn the fans on. And if it if it does do that, then you need that, it, you, need, you know that it simply needs a, a new uh, sensor that screws into the, Usually the cylinder head or the intake manifold. That's not a big job. Well, sometimes it it's hard to get to it. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's a big job to find it and get to it. But but beyond that, no, to take it out and put it back in is not a big job not at all. Not a big all. deal. Yeah. All right. Uh, text number is 81807. We started the show talking about, among other things, about snow tires and just tires in general. Texter wants to know how often should tires be rotated? You know, cars are more often than they used to. Really? And it's a good idea. Why like, is that? Well, many, well, the oil change uh, intervals have gotten longer with, with synthetic oil. You know, they go 5,000 or 7,500 miles on an oil change. And uh, most of the manufacturers are having us rotate the tires every single time. And it's a good idea because the front tires and rear tires wear differently. And they, if you leave them on either the front or the rear too long, they get a wear pattern in them that you can't get out of it. And it, sometimes it starts to make noise. Uh, sometimes the edges wear out prematurely. And so if you rotate them, that doesn't happen, and it it, uh, it uh, keeps them wearing smoothly all the way across. So it's a good idea to do it. Tires have gotten more expensive. It's cheaper to rotate them and get a lot longer life that's out true. of them. And uh, so that's that's the reason you should do it. But like I say, often many of the manufacturers are recommending every oil change, uh, certainly every other oil change, go ahead and have your tires rotated. But I would imagine given the season, you're not about to rotate snow tires. Uh, we don't, no. Well, they don't stay on, they don't stay right. on long yeah. enough. Right. Yeah. And, and also, you know, so much, so much of the time the roads are cold, the, uh, they're full of sand oh, and yeah, salt, yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. and they're wet and slippery, and snow tires Hard just, don't, just don't wear out that quickly. Yeah. So True. As long as yep. you don't drive them in hot weather. If you switch from... Uh, summer to winter tires twice a year, then that is your rotation. I You're see. done. Yep. All right. Uh, texter says this, uh, I have a 2002 Chrysler Voyager minivan. The airbag light comes on and a bell starts going off while driving, then it stops. I was wondering, texter says, if it was safe to drive. Well, when the airbag light is on, the airbag system is disabled. 
So just so you know that, yeah. So that, so it would be safe when the airbag light is on. The fact that it switches while you're driving is a little bit concerning. Sometimes it's a sensor in the seat or a or a seat belt sensor, or there's you know there's of course it's a it's a uh, very intensely safe safe minded system. So there's lots of different safety equipment on it, and uh, probably what's going on is one of those sensors is starting to fail. And that's what's called. And then, of course, like say, for example, you're driving along and you disconnect your seatbelt, it starts to ding. Yeah. And that would actually be a test. Is it the same bell that's ringing when it, when the seatbelt happens? And if it is, that might be a, a sign that that the switch in the seatbelt uh, is going bad. Okay. So easy test for that. Well, it's, for that level. For me, it is because I can hook up my equipment to it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Uh, beyond that, it's kind of a gas. But but anyway. Here's an interesting question. Thinking about this looks to be our future. Texter says, is Lloyd's able to work on all electric autos like our Leaf? <laughs> you know, they don't need much, to be honest. Don't with they? You. No, they're, they're uh, very, you know, there's no oil change to do and uh, so forth. Uh, uh, um, I'm pretty sure Leaf is electric only. It is. Uh, yeah, I think that's electric only. So there's not, you know, there's not a gas engine, so you don't have any of the gas engine related stuff. Not the cooling system stuff to deal with. So, but yeah. So when it comes to brakes and tire, and not just Lloyd's, but any shop will be will certainly be able to work on brakes and tires and uh, you know all the normal maintenance that happens beyond the uh, the normal engine and, and transmission. But one thing that they've done a good job with on the electric cars is is engineering. Yeah. yeah. They seem to be holding up pretty well. We don't see too much. Even even on the hybrid cars, we don't see too much maintenance on the electric part of those. That's interesting. So they've done a good job of engineering those. A friend of mine has a, he's had it for maybe a couple of years now, uh, a, uh, what's the all-electric fast? Uh, Tesla. Tesla. He's got a Tesla. And he said, what kind of maintenance? He'll ask the, the dealer, whomever. Uh, well, nothing. I said, are there oil changes? No, there's yeah. no oil changes. I mean, there must be some lubrication, I would think. Well, I, maybe not. Yeah, sealed sealed bearings. You know, they're lifetime sealed bearings. But you know what? My buddy just got one too, and he's he asked when it would need a brake job, and they said, well, and up hundred thousand miles. It uh, you know because wow. it uses the the engine for braking. Uh, you know, assist it's an electric to, to recharge right. it. And so uh, the brakes, don't, you don't use the brakes that much. That's an, so. It's really interesting. Yeah. And I guess they're pretty fast. There's no real transmission per se. So it'll use tires. It'll burn up tires in a oh. hurry. <laughs> That's the trade-off. Just because they're fun to drive that way. <laughs> yeah. A texter says, with newer cars, how often should the coolant be changed? Sometimes never. Really? Uh, they should be changed as the manufacturer recommends. But uh, many, many cars are going to lifetime coolant now. Lifetime transmission wow. fluid. I'm just waiting for lifetime oil to come out, but I haven't heard that yet. Not yet. Yeah. No. But they're, uh, you know, they're changing. Uh, zero eight and zero sixteen Isn't that oils amazing? are coming out in some of the thin new cars. viscosity. So yeah, it's wow. just thin as water. Well, Dan, we have to take take leave here. Make way for Jack Farrell. You're going to be back next week. I am. Yep. Okay. Good. How do we get in touch with Lloyd? Give us a call at six five one two two eight one three one six. Come on over. We're at nine eighty two Grand Avenue in St. Paul. Or you can find us on the web at lloydsautomotive.net, L-L-O-I-D-S, lloydsautomotive.net. Have a good week, Dan. We'll see you Thanks. next week. Sounds right. good. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.